Okay, we begin, Baruch Hashem, a new day as the year is, uh, is being, uh, is, is being, I guess to say, wrapped up. Baruch Hashem, the power of Rosh Hashanah is the life, is what gives sustenance to the entire year. Rosh Hashanah gives power, it's like, uh, sorry to use such a, uh, um, a mundane, mundane uh, example, <clears throat> but it's uh, you charge your battery. You charge your battery to one hundred percent, right? And then your battery has a certain life, a certain life to it. It has a certain amount of juice that it has, and uh, as you get to the end, it's it's. Uh, so we have Rosh Hashanah gives us hopefully. Hopefully, your Rosh Hashanah gave you 365 uh, days. We don't know yet. It's not, it's not over yet. So you don't know how much battery you have until uh, till you recharge on Rosh Hashanah. But the reality is, the reality is, is that, is that uh, every day is a gift from Hashem. And that every day uh, is another blessing from Hashem because a person does not know how much battery... Uh, he has in his life, and Hashem gifts us with Rosh Hashanah, and He gives us a power. Hashem is mechavish v'chol yom tamid gracious, and that we are blessed that we have a new day and we have a new life, because it could be uh, that a person uh, wouldn't wake up in the morning. That's why we start off the morning by modeh ani, the first thing that we say, thank you so much. The first thing that we say is Moda'ani, is we thank Hashem. Why thank you Hashem? Right? We take it, a person takes it for granted and says, oh, okay, yeah, the reason I'm, I'm alive today and the reason I'm born today, the reason I'm here today is because I was here yesterday. That's not true. The reason you're here today is because Rabbi Munasecha, it's because God, Hashem, chose you and wants you to be here today. And He wants you to have another day uh, in this world. And we know that the purpose of this world, the reason we are put in this world, is in order to grow, in order to change. And like we always say, change is very, is very hard because even though that's exactly the purpose of the world is to change, but we resist. Every person likes to resist change. And you know, it's difficult for a person to grow and to change because when you're growing and you're changing, so it, beca- it gets uncomfortable. Uh, you don't know what uh, what's going on. A person likes to uh, be safe and secure, as we say, the certainty of misery. I'd rather be certainly miserable than miserably uncertain. Right? I'd rather know my my uh, my immature life, and I'd rather know my uh, I don't want to say Im- immature. You know what I mean? Uh, my my uh, my life of of. Uh, of misery, I'd rather know my life of misery than 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 for me to be. Uh oh, I'm I'm uncomfortable. Like we spoke on Thursday about anxiety, you know, the unknown, uh, not knowing what's going to be. Uh, but in a certain way, that's power. When a person is not sure, and a person says, you know what, I'm taking risks, and I want to make new changes, and I want to go to a new horizons, and I want to see different stuff. So, so that's very powerful. That's also very scary for a person. You know, one of the challenges that we have is our thinking. 
That's why we start off with purity of speech every day because our thinking, right, many times. Shimon, do me a favor, Shimon. Just put a chair, or you did, you just yeah. put a chair so the door doesn't keep on. Thank you. Right, the challenge of the reason we learn purity of speech is because um, there's a negativity that, that, that we have. We have a negativity bias, which means our default, our default is to be negative. Our default, when I say negative, it means to our default. If we don't work on it, the natural state of a person is to find the negative and to be critical, especially if you have a critical father or mother or you grew up in a critical home. Right? If somebody doesn't work on himself and he's angry and he's critical and he's negative, so he's going to pass that over to his children. He's going to pass it. It could be it's, your, it's, could be it's, in, it's the genes are very, very strong. It could be it's from your grandfather. It could be it's from your grandfather. It could be it's literally in the genes of who your family is. Is that, oh, yeah, sure. You know, you should see my grandmother. You should see my grandfather. You should see my great-grandfather. And then you're in a, a, a world of, of course, negativity and, and anger or whatever you want to call it. Right, that, that you know, things are, are which, by the way, ne- negativity goes with, with the same thing that we're talking about, being a victim. Negative people are victims. What does that mean? It means it's everybody else's fault. I can't control my life. I can't change my life. It's everybody else who needs to change. It's everybody else who affects me. Right, that's how the victim talks. The victim, which means, oh my goodness, right, I've been dealt such a bad hand, and it's because of this, it's because of that, whatever it might be. That is the philosophy of the negative person, of the victim, which is all Yitzhahara. Yitzhahara loves, loves, uh, I always compare the Yitzhahara to a fly. What does a fly like to do? A fly hangs around the garbage. A fly hangs around, uh, if you have a cut and you have a wound, where does the fly go? It goes to the wound. The fly always goes to the most negative part of a person always to the lowest denominator, so to speak, of a person. And the way to fight that, the way to fight that is when a person bombards himself and a person begins to, not on a superficial level, but when a person begins to change his life of positivity and he begins to have gratitude and a person begins to be thankful and a person begins to be, to, 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 to look at all the good, right? If a person would, would write would write down every day, if a person would be focused every day on on saying thank you, saying thank you. It's one of the reasons we start off every morning with moda'ani, moda. The first word that comes out of our mouth when we wake up is thank you. Why, why is that? Because Hashem, I think, one of the reasons is, not, like we said before, one of the reasons Pashup Shad is because we have to thank Hashem that we woke up and we're alive. Another shot, I think, is because we want to train our brain to, to be positive. I want to start off my morning, the first thing that goes into my brain, I want it to be positive. I want it to be, thank you Hashem, I have so many blessings, I have so much, I have so much tov in my life. Yes, here we go. I heard a shot that Right. 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 That what, what, what? I'm sorry. I was thinking of. I thought you were going to say something else. Yeah, yeah. I need more that, right? So. My essence. Beautiful. 
Very nice. Shoyak, Shoyak. I never heard that. I like that a lot. I never heard that pshat. The pshat I always quote is you don't start off with ani, with I. But, but, but I like your pshat. Mode ani, meaning I am, which makes sense. Because the Chedush Yerim says that the reason we are called Jews, why are we called Jews? Jews is from Lashon Yehudi. Why are we called Yehudim? The Chedush Yerim says this. The reason we're called Yehudim is because we are the essence of thank you. We are the essence of thank you. What is a Jew? A Jew represents that there's a God. A Jew represents that there's a, a Melech, as we're going to be saying in two days. This is, this is the Avodah of Rosh Hashanah. The Avodah of Rosh Hashanah, which is really the power throughout the whole year to recognize and to remember that Hashem is the Melech. Is that I thank you, Hashem. When you remember that it's not my world, when a person remembers that it's God's world, and I'm, I'm gifted the fact that I am in His world, not only am I in His world, Right, you'd have to thank Hashem if you were a, if you were, I don't know why I'm picking this, but it just dropped into my head. If you were a goldfish, you would have to thank Hashem. If you were a, if you were a, a, a ant, right, that's uh, Parakshira, right, uh, right, uh, Shlomo Melech was able to hear the birds and the animals praising God, the leaves, right, the leaves, Naharais Yimchauchav, right, Yachad Harim Yiranenu, right, the, 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 the mountains. The, the, the sky, the sun, the moon. Right? What's the pshat? The pshat is that every, every essence to be part of God's world, to say, wow, thank you so much that I exist. And then let alone to be a Jew, let alone that I'm a Jew, let alone not only am I a Jew, I'm a Jew who, who's in yeshiva, I'm a Jew who's in Eretz Yisrael. You could be a Jew in, uh, you know, in, uh, who knows? You could be a Jew out in, in some campus, some you know, some anti-Semite campus, which mo- most of them are, right? Uh, some university campus, you know, uh, you know, being part of a committee for the Free the Palestinians. I'm sure there are a lot of Jews who are part of the Free the Palestinian, um, um, you know, movement. So a person could be that. You could be that. But instead, where are you? You're in Eretz Yisrael. You're, 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 you're in, in yeshiva. You want to grow. You want to learn, you, you, you want, you know what kind of gift you know what that is? You know what kind of power that is? You know what kind of blessing that is that a person has that gift of, of, of and, and we don't even recognize that. We don't even, we don't even know. Ah, See, I have a gift to know Moshe Weissner. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, so with that we start. That's why we start with purity of speech, because when a person recognizes and a person learns how to think differently, when a person learns how to talk differently, a person learns how to think differently. And you know how you learn how to think differently? You can't not, not by taking a shot. That's not going to help you. It might help you think differently for. I don't know how long. Depends how many shots you take. A couple hours. Right? Take a shot. So you'll learn how to think a little differently, a little bit. Take off the edge. Learn how to be a little bit more positive and loving. Right? How long does it last for? And then it gets expensive. And then you get all set. Whatever. You know my point. My point is that doesn't work. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. That's not how you do it. The way a person is able to think differently 
and live differently is you you gotta you gotta work, you gotta do exercise. You gotta learn, you have to learn how to Yalame to Sikhlo. And the Seal Storm says you have to be Malame, you have to teach your brain. Ain't Adam Noilad Chacham. A person is not born uh, wise. Not only is a person not born wise, you're born uh, you're born, let's say, knowing nothing, and then and then the first time they put you already in the uh, in the crib, right? They're already they're already twisting a whatever those things are called. A uh, I don't think they have it. A mobile what? Yeah, one of those baby things playing some music made up from some person, and who knows what you're being influenced by the time you go to school, and you're already not only being taught. You know, you're already taught in first grade. Okay, you show up with your knapsack, and you're all happy. And you're all excited to learn about life. And then, uh, you know, the teacher you have, again, there are beautiful teachers out there. I'm not saying there are bad teachers. There are beautiful, beautiful, beautiful teachers out there, right? But sometimes there are terrible teachers out there. And you show up to school, and you're there with your all cutie pie, and you get there, and then, oh, I learned that, that survival is, you know, I don't know, competition. I got to make sure I'm trying the best I can, but the guy next to me is much better than me. You know, uh-oh, so I'm in trouble. Or my teacher is demanding things from me that I can't, whatever it is. We, we all know the story that, that can happen to a person. So not only is it the pshat that we're then trained uh, for positive, we're trained the exact opposite. We're trained to speak Lashon Hara. We're trained, chas v'shalom, to see negative. Right, if that's, that's what's going on. So we have to relearn. The goal is to relearn your brain and to relearn what life is about. Because when a person gets to a certain stage in life, when a person becomes 18, 19, 20, and he be, wants to become independent, and he wants to detach himself from his past, and he wants to create his future, that's where it gets scary. The reason people get stuck at 18, 19, 20 is because their future is very, very scary. How am I going to make money? How am I going to get married? What's my identity going to be? Who am I? What am I going to do, etc.? And I don't even know what's going on. And that takes time for a person to really, really build himself. And Baruch Hashem, we're blessed to be part of a yeshiva. We're blessed to be part of a place. We're blessed to be in an environment where that is the goal of this environment. The goal of the, your environment here is for a person to learn to become a healthy person. To learn to become a healthy Jew in every aspect. Because a healthy Jew is someone who not only learns Torah, it's someone who works on himself, it's someone who knows how to work on relationships, it's about being honest with yourself, it's about being loving, it's about being positive. We want the full package of life. And that takes work. It takes a lot, a lot of work. If I told everybody here that I'm gonna train you how to become uh, worth $10 million, so I would say, okay, I'm gonna give you a regimen how to get, make $10 million. You gotta wake up at six o'clock in the morning. I give you a very tough <coughs> regimen of how to make $10 million. How do you wanna be someone who's worth 10, 20, $30 million? Everybody would be like, yeah, of course, 100%. I'll do whatever you ask me to do, 100%. For 10, $20 million, I will do whatever you ask me. I'll work as far as I can. If I tell you it's a three, four year training, Right? Three, four year training, you would, you would sign up, you'd pay all the money, you'd get investors, blah, 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 blah. Great. Here we go, here's the catch. To be a healthy person, to be a good husband, to be a good father, to be, to be a good Jew, to be a happy person, 
to be someone who also can make a parnasa, to be someone who knows Torah, all of those things, is harder than being someone who's going to make 10, 20, 30 million dollars. Harder. If I told you the same thing going to medical school, you're going to medical school for four years, another two, three years, five years, whatever you got to do for residency, everybody would be like, yeah, sure, sure, medical school, sure, I'm going to be a doctor, it takes time, dot, 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 whatever it might be, to be a lawyer, sure. But to sign up to be someone who doesn't speak Lashon Hara, I want to take a, uh, you know, I hope I could get that in a second. What are you talking about? The value of not speaking Lashon Hara, the value of being a good husband, you know how hard it is to be a good husband? You know how hard it is to be a good husband? You know how hard it is to be a good father? You know how hard it is to be a good person? It's, it's very challenging, but a person has to put the work in. If you put the work in, and it begins by not speaking Lashon Hara, because when you stop speaking Lashon Hara, you're focusing on yourself. And the day that you say, I'm focusing more on myself, my, myself, I'm gonna sit in my corner, I'm gonna learn what I gotta learn, I'm gonna read the, whatever books I gotta read, I'm gonna speak to whatever therapist or whatever person I need to, to change my life. The second that you make that commitment is the second you begin to be free. And the second you begin to live the life that you wanna live. As long as you're looking over your shoulder, as long as you're looking to the right and you're looking to the left, and you're looking for people's approval, and you're looking to be, to be you know, uh, celebrated in the eyes of others, as long as you're doing that, you are still um, uh, held captive by other things. Now, that doesn't mean that, that things don't take time. It doesn't mean that it takes, doesn't take time for a person to be free. And it takes time for a person to change his philosophy of himself, but the investment in yourself, the investment in yourself is the game changer. That's when you begin to live. When you say, okay, yeah, I might still be insecure. I might still need my roommate's approval. I might still need the chevra's approval, the boy's approval, whatever, whatever insecurities we all have, and we all have insecurities. But the second that you're dedicated to yourself and you're in yourself for the long run, that is when, when life begins. Question, comments, please. Yes, Shimon. It might be a little off topic, but uh, I think it falls under the category of being a good father. Yes. Uh, Shlomo Bell says that you need to raise your child according to their way, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what he says? Does he say something like that? Yeah. So I'm just curious, how can you give over a cool lifestyle, maybe not necessarily No, I'm listening. I'm trying to. I want to hear. Um, so I got a hypothetically. I got to raise my kid now, and I want to love a chef, and I want to have a relationship with a chef. Right. It doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be a guy that's learning the base measures all day. It doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be a guy that's working all day. Right. It could be either or, whatever way you go. Right. Right. Sure, in a forest. I don't know. Okay. I'm saying, how do you, um, like I said, it's a long topic, but right. how do you raise the right. So, got it. I got it. Got it. Got it. So, so it's actually very on topic, right? If everybody was here was 30 years old, 35 years old, and you all had children, then we would talk about it. Nobody here, and including you, Shimon, right? No one here has to worry about that right now. Well, you, what? Well, you. It's not you should wait. You, you, you're waiting anyway. You're not married, and you don't have children. 
So, so the, the question is a beautiful question, but the answer is the same thing I was saying before. When you invest in yourself, and your child, your son, your daughter, will see your investment into yourself. If you're unhealthy, your child will be double unhealthy of your unhealthiness. Because you think I'm unhealthy at this level, your child will see the depth of your unhealthiness, and you're really unhealthy at this level. But if I work on myself, and my wife who I marry is someone who works on herself, right? Then I have an opportunity to raise a child. Ready? A, a healthy person most likely will raise healthy children. An unhealthy parent, no, unhealthy father, an unhealthy mother, most likely. It doesn't mean there are not exceptions to the rule. But most of the time, people will follow, right? You're a little kid, you're looking up at daddy, and daddy is like this. You're going to learn from that. You look up at mommy, and mommy's like that. You're gonna learn from that. It's gonna be in your, in your DNA. So to answer your question, the best way, especially now, again, like I said, if everyone here had 10-year-old children, we could speak about it, I'd say, I'd say, okay guys, how did you mess up? What could you do? You guys have a very, very blessed opportunity. Your blessed opportunity is you don't have a wife and children yet. So you're starting from scratch. You could start, literally, you can make sure the girl that you marry, you can make sure the girl you're going to marry is not a girl who is unhealthy. You gotta make sure, so how do you make sure? Okay, that's a good question. You're only 21, 22 when you get married. How could you make sure? Because there are components of healthiness. Nobody's born healthy. When I say healthy, I just wanna define what that means. Right? No one, is, no one gets married to a finished product. But like I've said many, many times, if you could marry a girl with one problem versus marrying a girl with a hundred problems. So everyone would say, uh, I mean, those who've heard me say this hundreds of times know the answer to it. But it's always good to chazer it over. It's good to review this. A girl with one problem versus a girl with a hundred problems does not mean that the girl with one problem is better than the girl with a hundred problems. Say it with a guy. If a girl is looking to marry a guy with one problem versus a guy who has a hundred problems, that's not the answer to the, to the equation. The answer is, is he someone who works on himself? Is she someone who works on himself? If someone is there working on herself, if he's working on himself, if you're not interested in speaking Lashon Hara, doesn't mean you don't speak Lashon Hara. Just, ah, uh, I don't want to speak Lashon Hara. I hate speaking about other people. I want to work on being a more positive person. That is the investment that a person wants to invest in. And that, you can only see if you yourself are working on that. If I'm not working on that, I don't even know the difference. I don't even know the difference. So Shimon, to answer your question, I think I answered your question. So you, the, 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 and chinuch is something we have to be mechanach ourselves constantly. A person has to constantly be growing. If a child sees a parent constantly growing, and they say, okay, my father messes up. My mother messes up. But my father and mother are always working on themselves. So, okay, you know, etc. Yes, Moshe, you had a question? Someone? No. Okay, beautiful. Anyone else? Question, comments, please. I think this is the time where we exactly. prepare ourselves. Exactly. And we don't realize how much, exactly. so much this time is like Correct. Together. Once we get to that real life, right. being married, right. so much more. Right, exactly. Beautiful. Beautiful. Remind me your first name again? Yes. 
Yossi, Shkoyach Yossi, amazing. Yossi, what Yossi is saying is so powerful because, again, a person can always change. A person can always change. And, and, and it's not like, like, okay, if you don't do it right now, you're in big trouble. But, but, and I'm underlining the but, is that right now, like Yossi saying, everyone has a choice before, before you are married, before you do have children, before you are in the job, because life only gets busier and more, more complex. Then you're dealing with another person. Then you're dealing with in-laws. Then you're dealing with children. So the amount of time that you could focus on yourself, now again, it doesn't mean by the time you're married, you're married at 21, 22, 23, that life's over. It's the exact opposite. That's when life begins. Your life will begin when you get married. That's really when life begins. But the, but the path that you want to take and the overall path, like Shimon was saying, it's not an old path, okay, do I want to be wearing this color shirt or that? Do I want to be learning all day or that? That's all cute. That's all cute. That's like very cute. For real, I mean that. That's like cute. Do I want to be a growing person? Do I want to be a positive person? Am I afraid to talk on a date about the fact that I have insecurities and the fact that I went to therapy and I go to therapy and I'm proud that I go to therapy because I'm working out my problems? Am I proud to say that I sometimes am not honest with myself? I have to learn myself? Or is that what I'm putting on the table at the date? And is the girl who I'm dating saying like, yeah, I love that. Me too. That's great. That's awesome. That's awesome, me too, I love that. Now, now we're having a conversation, as opposed to I'm hiding and she's hiding. Now of course, all of us have that. We all hide to a certain degree. But the question is, what direction am I going in? And when you're in yeshiva, especially over here, especially over here, there's the, 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 the focus over here is for a person to, to work inside, to work inside. That is the goal. Because that's the hardest. That's the hardest job to do. I get excited when guys, when we have guys, Baruch Hashem, they graduate, they go to, you know, guys this past year, this past month, guys went to the mirror, we've had in the past. I love that. I celebrate it. But I don't celebrate it because they went to the mirror, because they, they are part of, you know, obviously the mirror is, 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 uh, is uh, a tremendous, tremendous yeshiva, and it's, and it's a, a blessing that anyone can, can learn in a yeshiva so holy, so powerful. But I don't get impressed with our guys because a guy enrolled in the mirror. That doesn't impress me. What impresses me is if somebody works on himself and someone changes and someone has his priority straight, okay, then he takes that. He wants to be in a mokom like the mirror. He wants to be a ben toirach. That's incredible. But that is all a means to an end. That's not an end in itself. That's not the end goal. The end goal is not to, to, you know, to look a certain way. That might be part of it because that's part of you know, uh, the way a person dresses, the way a person feels, the way a person associates himself. But that's not what it's about. That's not what life is about. Life is about, do you speak Lashon Hara? Do you not speak Lashon Hara? Are you someone who is positive? Are you someone who's not positive? Are you someone who works on himself? Or are you someone who doesn't work on yourself? Are you someone who's constantly being trying to get in there or not? Okay, beautiful. It's Arab Rosh Hashanah. It's unbelievable. It's incredible. We're blessed. We're blessed to 
Continue working on ourselves. Yes, Rabbi Ackerman, I'm sure you have something. No? You're good. Huh? Okay. Anyone else? Question, comments? Please. Please. Yaakov. Come on, Yaakov. I want to hear your wisdom, Yaakov. Yeah? Okay. Okay, let's do the halacha. Causing humiliation. Day 6, page 30. Talking negatively about someone's inborn traits. Speech which can cause another Jew to be degraded in his eyes of his peers is Lashnara. Right now, this is more dangerous. You can't talk about someone's inborn negative traits. Meaning, when you say someone did something, that's not as bad as if you talk about his inborn traits. Why? Chavetz Chaim says, because when you say someone did something, you could interpret that differently. Right? You saw someone. Uh, on, you know, uh, driving, right? You saw a car driving on Shabbos. I saw the car driving. You can't tell me that I didn't see the car driving. So you could say, okay, it's an emergency. It's, uh, you know, they don't know that it's us or whatever. There are many uh, interpretations of someone driving on Shabbos that you can don on kaschus. However, however, if you say, this is what he says, if you say this, that girl is, you know, not intelligent or that guy is you know, talks a lot. That guy is, you know, not the smartest. That guy is very lazy. So what you're doing is, you are, you are, um, you're, you're, you're defining that person. And, and many times what's scary is you get locked in. You get locked in. If you heard about someone for the first time, you hear, oh yeah, that guy is this and this and that. It's very hard to shake that. Very hard to shake that. Yes, Avi? Yeah, Avi. Yes. Absolutely. Hundred percent. That's also a byproduct of. Hundred percent. Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, so, hundred percent. situation you could judge favorably, but when you tell, when you say that somebody is lazy. So what you're doing is that's different than saying that guy took so much food at lunch, he doubled his plate up. If you say that guy is a self-centered person, right? That's very different than saying a guy did an action, right? In general, we're talking about chinuch. Right? You tell your child you are self-centered, you are lazy, you are. That's much more... It's, it's, it's a little bit more intense than saying that what? Almost a little bit more direct. Yeah, direct. And also, you're not saying, okay, you didn't wake up in the morning. You say you're lazy, that labels a person and it, and it locks in a person to say that, uh, yes, of course, a person could say, well, the reason he's lazy is because dot, dot, dot. But you're right. Yes, correct. Good point. Thank you, Ali. Amazing. Thank you for, uh, for joining, for being part of this. Amazing. Okay, yes, all right. And it's a question that's very obvious, but it's really helpful to come and speak it out. The, the, uh, the fine line. Fine line. Fine line between yeah. working on yourself and not being hard on yourself. Oh. Oh. Because I see whenever I'm speaking about to work on yourself, work on yourself and be positive, be right. positive. Right. I see by me, 
that my escapes are, are right. because whenever I start digging in, I'm very hard on myself. Right. I'm, I'm keep on whacking myself and Beautiful. I see it right now getting before Rosh Hashanah. Like I'm escaping from that. It's, I think it's the first year that I have the film before Rosh Hashanah that I don't want to think about myself because I'm, I'm hard on myself. Right. So I am escaping Beautiful. to stupidities and gosh me is some stuff. stuff. I don't want to think about it. Love it. Beautiful. Yes, What's the difference yes. between that? Yes, beautiful. Shkoyach Rabbi Ackerman. I love Rabbi Ackerman. Rabbi is a big Tamil Chacham who learns Torah all day, who's been learning Torah all day for many, many years. And if you have any questions, you could ask him. Big Tamil Chacham. And he's sitting in sheer asking a question like that. That's inspiring to me. So to answer Rabbi Ackerman's question is that we all have the slave driver. And we all have, hopefully you have, you have the guy who beats you up, says you gotta be more positive, you gotta work on yourself, you gotta be greater and greater, and it gets intense. Especially if there's someone like Rabbi Ackerman who works on himself and is disciplined and pushes himself, coming Rosh Hashanah, and here Rabbi Fisher, here in the yeshiva we're talking about working in and being a good father, and being, uh, you start getting anxious. So first of all, that's great, it's very good. It means you take yourself seriously. That's number one, that's great. It's good if you start getting nervous and start getting like, oh gosh, i got to work on myself. You have to be very thankful that you have that part of you and that, that there is a very serious part of you who takes life very, very serious. So you have to be thankful that you feel that anxiety or you want to get you know, more serious about life. On the on the other side, this is I think what you. Like if I mean, it's a little too extreme. Too extreme. It's, it's, it's annoying. Correct. It's, it's, Correct. So I'm not happy for right, Rosh Hashanah this right, year. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. So so working on oneself sometimes is also depending on who you are. And I've said this before. If you're a person who works and is too hard on himself, then you then then that's something that you could work on yourself. You could learn. You could learn how to be better to yourself. Just like a person who naturally works on himself to be more serious and to, to be you know, more um, successful, whatever it might be. And he spends his time and energy on that path. If you're a person who who's, you know, doesn't know how to balance himself properly, if you're a person who doesn't know how to enjoy, doesn't know how to be positive, so you could take that work ethic of working on yourself and put it in that direction also, whether it's you know, getting a, you know, you could go make sure that you put on your, your calendar to go to Rabrafi and get a, get a nice massage. To, you could do that Erev Rosh Hashanah. I don't know if Rabrafi is giving massages Erev Rosh Hashanah, but a person will say, oh, how can I be getting a massage Erev Rosh Hashanah? Maybe for you, that'll open you up more. And you'll be able to connect more to Hashem if you have a massage. Maybe it means you got to go to the beach, right? And you got to sit by the water and you gotta meditate a little bit, or maybe it means you gotta go out for some ice cream and you gotta treat yourself. So now that might be counterintuitive to some people who are very hard on themselves, but if you work on yourself, you take that power of working on yourself and you use that to work on yourself to be more relaxed. Now again, some people have to work on themselves because they're lazy and they gotta, they gotta push themselves more. Right? But I know people here who I've spoken to, or I've told them, there's someone here, he knows who I'm referring to, I'm happy to be referring to him publicly, even though I'm not saying his name, where he asked me, okay, Rebbe, what do I have to do? He's very serious, what do I have to do? I told him, you gotta relax more. And he's like arguing with me that, that, I, gotta, that I gotta relax more. 
and you understand? Relax. I understand that also. But because the relaxing just causes you to hit yourself more. Look, I'm wasting good, time. I'm doing good. It. Okay, very good. So then you have to deal with that part of you that that beats you up, even though you're trying to relax. That, that that's not fair. That's not nice. That's not nice. That 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 side of you that is saying, "Oh, you gotta do more. You gotta do more." So you have to you have to have a a uh, you have to bring them both to the table. You have to have a what? Yeah, correct. You have to come to terms and say, okay, there's this part of me that won't let me relax, but I know that I need to relax. I need that I, I know that I need to be more tuned in to myself. People like very accurate thing. Whenever people hear working on themselves, working on themselves, they hear negativity. That's what they hear. I gotta be more negative. I gotta be more negative. I gotta be stronger on myself. How, how, do, you, how do you know that that's true? Maybe you have to be more loving. Maybe you have to be like, if you see a little kid, right, who's all uptight, right, and he's all serious, and he's getting burnt out, and he's all a little, little kid, what would you tell him? You'd go over, you'd give him a hug, and you tell him, go run and play a little bit. Oh, oh, but that's a little kid. I'm not a little kid, I'm, I'm this adult. But a person has to know himself. That's part of knowing yourself. You have to know yourself. You have to know yourself. Now, that's not like an end game, you know yourself. I'm still getting to know myself. Promise you, I'm still getting to know myself. I hope I'll be trying to get to know myself till the day I die. I hope there will not be one day in my life where I'm not trying to get to know myself. And when you get to know yourself more and more and more and more and more and more, that's what tshuva is. Tshuva is not a one-time deal. Tshuva is getting to know who you are, getting to understand what, what you are, right? They say that's one of the reasons. Rabbi Yomtev Glazer told me the other night when he was here, he told me, I think we mentioned this in this year, one of the reasons you say al-chait on your heart, and you say al-chait, al-chait, I mean, we're not up to al-chait yet, Yom Kippur, right? Al-chait on your heart. Why don't you do al-chait on your hand? Because my hand didn't have era. Do al-chait on your mouth? Because your mouth didn't have era. Al-chait on what, your eyes, if your eyes didn't have era. Why is it all the same thing on the heart? Because the shot is, is that, is that who are you? You're doing an al-chait on who are you? Who am I? Who am I? I want to be different. I want to be, it's not about working on myself so I could spend, so, so I can, so it's uh, linear. It's not linear. It's not across, it's not okay, everyone here, because then it would be easy. We can make one big chart and say, okay, everybody has to wake up at this time. Everybody's got to go to sleep this time. Everyone's got to learn this amount of hours of learning, and everyone's got to do that. That's, we wish it was that easy. I mean, that's hard also. But I'm saying you wish it was that easy. It's not. It's this guy has to go ahead, and he has to learn for 10 hours. That guy has to learn for seven hours, and he has to take an hour, take a break. This guy hasn't done a thing with his life. He's got to stop going on vacation. This guy can't go to the beach for another five years. He's gone to the beach too many times. This guy has to go to the beach. You know what I'm saying? So now, you're right. The natural thing, if the natural thing is, oh, it's tight, and I gotta work on myself, and it's normal that Rosh Hashanah, there's Erev Rosh Hashanah, or, or Yamim Noraim anxiety. It's a very normal thing. Yamim Noraim, either you're in denial, and people just wanna push it away, or people get too intense, whatever it might be. You know what that is? That's appropriate. It's appropriate. It's Yom Adin. Yes, it's a very serious time. Rosh Hashanah, Seretz Mechuva, Yom Kippur, Sukkot. This is a very heavy time. So it makes sense that it might be a little bit confusing. 
to some I might be a little bit too intense. Some people might be a little bit can't, they can't deal with it. But the bottom line to answer Rabbi Ackerman, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm not answering like a specific answer. The answer is it's all under the same uh, category of working on myself. If you truly, and you mentioned IFS, and I'm going to say this publicly because it makes a big difference. When a person is doing, again, therapy is amazing, all therapies are important and are great for a person to get to know himself better. The reason I personally am a very big fan of IFS is because it forces you to answer questions like this. Because it's, it's you and you and you against you. You're dealing with you. You could sit uh, in another type of therapy. A person is able to, you know, talk the talk, and he's ah, yeah. It could be more of a. It's not so uncomfortable. It's not so uncomfortable. I've never heard from other therapies. Again, I'm not. I'm not trying to. Other therapies are awesome as well. I'm saying I've never heard someone in another therapy. Sometimes, oh, it's so difficult. It's so challenging, right? But when it comes, because when you get inside of yourself. And you ask questions like Rabbi Ackerman's asking, say, whoa, I have contradictions within me. It's hard for me. I have these things that one thing is coming this way, one thing I'm forced to be honest with myself. I'm forced to deal with myself and to answer serious questions about myself. And that could be difficult sometimes because we don't want to go there. We don't want to answer. We don't want to go there. A guy like Rabbi Ackerman, well, I'm sorry, I'm using you, but uh, someone like you might not want to relax. Might not want, but I'm not saying you personally, but I'm saying sometimes when a person does that, you might get, you might, that might be exactly what you need. You know, you say, oh, but it's Erev Rosh Hashanah, it's Yom Kippur, Aserus Mechuva. I guarantee you, and this is more a personal conversation, I guarantee someone like a Rabbi Ackerman, who's very serious about his life, if he went and sat by the beach for an hour or two or three and did, and thought about life and, and played some music, Connected, that could be incredible. I'm saying that could be what specifically, right? Causes guilt, so yeah, you would have to ask that. What's that guilt? Correct, that's Moshe. Basically, you answered my question. Okay. I was going to ask, did anything change between 
between this generation and earlier generation where they say that like when Elton came in they had buckets of water yeah, of course. the way people up that course, from of course, of course. and and read Muslim books from previous generations about Elton and Rosh Hashanah and maybe that's <coughs> part of what causes us to think this way what changed right so so beautiful question the Nisanal Alexander sent me over the summer uh, uh, an amazing quote that really summed it all up for me uh, to, to help us all. And this is a quote from Rabbi Freifeld, um, probably in the 60s, that he said this quote. So you're talking about uh, 80, 80 years ago, um, <clears throat> where he said, um, probably around, around that time, not 80 years ago, 70 years ago, um, 60, 60, 70 years ago, where he said this. Um, and you can only imagine how more prevalent it is to us that he was saying why the concept of Navardak. Now, Navardak, I've said this before, Navardak was the shita of people like Rafil were saying. They would sit there saying how they're nothing and they're nothing, and they would push themselves down, right? Uh, work on themselves and work on themselves, and they wouldn't ever give themselves any credit. It's a, it's a shita of Navardak that was very, very powerful. And Rabbi Freifeld said, one of the reasons that Navardic never took in America. Now, this is in the 60s. Why did Navardic never take in America to say, I'm nothing, I'm nothing, I'm nothing? Is because everyone is so busy working on, I'm something, I'm something, I'm something, I'm something. So we haven't even gotten to the level of, I'm something, to be able to push ourselves down to, I'm nothing, I'm nothing, I'm nothing. So our generation, that's in the 60s with Rabbi Freifeld, Ruf Huttner, with the, you know, our generation for sure needs so much more love. We need so much more compassion. At the same time, that love and compassion is, I, I, I want to I be very clear. You know, a person doing nothing all day and a person escaping on his entertainment system and a person escaping in any way, ready for this, is going to be a shocker for everybody, is not loving himself and is not being compassionate for himself. Most people who sleep all day, and most people, I mean, it's really everybody, but I like to say most. Most people who are escaping all day and are not in reality, one of the reasons for that is because they are being hard on themselves. Because they're not being good to themselves. Because someone who is being good to himself would never ever take drugs would never ever drink alcohol, would never ever escape and watch inappropriate things, would never. If you're being good to yourself, if you're loving yourself. So people say, oh, I gotta take it easy, I gotta be good to myself. You're destroying yourself when a person does that. And then you beat yourself up subconsciously for doing what you're doing. So loving yourself and being compassionate to yourself is saying, I'm getting up in the morning. That's love and being compassionate. Being loving and compassionate and saying, no, I'm not going to drink. I love myself too much. You would never take your little brother, your eight-year-old brother, your 10-year-old brother, and, and convince him to start drinking. You wouldn't convince him to start doing stupid things. You say, no, 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 I don't want him to have that. Why wouldn't you want him to have that? You wouldn't want him to have that because you want him to be healthy and you love him and you care for him. So when a person realizes that discipline, disciplining yourself is love. That is love. People associate love as, oh, let him do whatever he wants to do. That's not love. 
A child who's not disciplined, and discipline is something that we need. The problem is it's like all or nothing by us. Either we got too much discipline without any compassion, or we got full compassion without any discipline. And they're both a disaster. If everyone's just like, sure, do whatever you want. Go do whatever you want. Go do whatever you want. Go see what a child will grow up if he's told, do whatever you want. And then go see what a child grows up where you can't do anything. The goal is for a person to know himself and to put boundaries on himself. And to say, no, I can't do that right now. I can't do this right now because I love myself. And I got to work on myself. That's why, I, that's why I always say this, and we'll end off with this. I've never met somebody who is not being productive in his day who is happy. I've never ever met a person who doesn't have a set up schedule, who doesn't have a time to wake up, a schedule during his day, who is happy. I'm not saying that he can't have times where he's happy, but deep down he's not a happy person because the world was given to us to, to, to conquer. The world was given to you. When I say the world conquer, I don't mean like Alexander the Great. It doesn't mean to conquer, to kill anybody. But what it means is the world was given to us to be productive and to be passionate. I've said this many times before. Waking up early and having a productive day is not a luxury. That's, that's life. That's baseline. That's where you begin. That's where you begin living your life. And if you have trouble with that, and if you have trouble with that, great. So that you got, you got your work cut out for you. Go figure it out. Why? And I've said this many times also with scheduling. Your schedule is a byproduct, is an outgrowth of you. <clears throat> Don't let your schedule dictate your worth. You create the schedule that you want. A lot of times people don't have a, a value, so they say, okay, I'm going to make myself a schedule. Here we go. Wake up this time, do this, blah, 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 and then i got to fit me into the schedule. I always say don't do that. First backtrack. Make yourself your goals. Make yourself your dreams. Make yourself what you want to accomplish. Then fit it into your day. Okay, we'll start off with one line in the Masil Susharam because it's late. <clears throat> and, and that is um, where, where the Masil Susharam will end off with this a little bit where he says, that God loves someone who loves the Jewish people. This is a great um, intro to Rosh Hashanah, a great introduction to Rosh Hashanah. As we're ready to begin, Hashem, a new year. <clears throat> the more a person, and Moshe touched on this a little bit, and Rabbi Ackerman touched on this a little bit, is that the more you love another person, the more Hashem loves you, and ultimately the more you will be able to love yourself. Because we're all in this world, everything we see outside of us is all a, a um, metaphor to what's going on in ourselves. When you don't like something about somebody, ultimately it's because you don't like that thing about yourself. Ultimately, it's you don't like that about yourself. And when you begin to have more compassion to all the different parts of you. When you begin to have compassion to, your, to your, the part of you that's hard on yourself. When you begin to have compassion to the part of you that is lazy. When you begin to have more compassion to yourself in general and say, you know what, I'm gonna work with myself, not against myself. I wanna learn how to work 
with myself. That's when you begin to truly wake up and open up yourself and, and, and you're able to live that life that you're destined to live. Because Hashem put each and every one of you. I do want to say something. The fact that you're in yeshiva. I want to mention one person who is here. I am so blown away. I'm so blown away that when I see guys in yeshiva. When I see guys in yeshiva who come to yeshiva to grow and to grow and to grow and to grow year in year out. I have to mention while he's here at Sadi Klein. I have to mention I'm so so humbled. I'm so I said it to you when I saw you back. I'm so so humbled when I see somebody's back for his third year and uh Sadi is someone who, from day one, is, uh, takes, takes yeshiva seriously, takes himself seriously. And when I see someone coming back again and again, sitting in Mitzvah Sisharim, wanting to grow, wanting to grow, 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 that's what life's about. It's not about the destination because you're never going to, I hope not, I hope not, you're never going to say, okay, now I'm satisfied. Now I'm satisfied. You're going to say, no, I want to grow more. I want to have better relationships. I want to be closer to Hashem. I was talking to someone over Shabbos, and I was saying his, the same thing. He was asking me at tshuva, and I said, why do the tzaddikim have to do tshuva? Why do the tzaddikim, why do big people have to do tshuva? Because big people realize that they can always get closer and closer and closer. It's like a relationship. Oh, me and my wife, we finished our relationship. We have our relationship. No, I want to have a stronger relationship. I want to have a better relationship. You want to always be building your relationships stronger and stronger. That's what life is about. Hashem should help us all. We should be zoyche, not to be scared of the future, but to be excited. And I've said many times, if you're afraid of your goals and you're nervous about your goals, that's great. That's a good sign. If you're not nervous and you're not scared, then they're not big enough. It's good to make goals that you're like, oh, whoa, I'm not sure how I'm going to be able to handle this. That's good. That's good. Anyone who served in the army, it's one of the blessings of being in the army is that they say, okay, this is what you're going to do. You know, you're going to go t- do this run with no sleep. And then you're like, oh my gosh, how am I going to do it? Whatever. I don't know what they say. I've never been in the army, but I can imagine. But what do you do? That's what makes, that's the beauty of doing that. Make your goals, make your dreams, have your dreams. Dream, dream for this year. This is the time to begin your dreams of what you want to accomplish this year. And if it's not so big, question yourself. And that's not a contradiction to say, take one day at a time. Take one day at a time. Take today and say, am I using today? How can I use today to the fullest of my ability? How can I get the most? Like Rabbi Ackerman was saying, if I need to relax more, then relax more. It's not a contradiction. So put in your schedule. People don't want to. So put in your schedule that tomorrow I'm taking off and I'm relaxing the whole day tomorrow. I always say that. There's a big difference between a guy who watches a movie because he made a time that he's watching a movie or a guy who's watching a movie because he has nothing better to do. There's nothing better than it. I'm not saying if you feel you need relaxation time, you need to take off to go on vacation, you need to take off to go to the beach, you need to take off to go out to dinner, you need to take off to go hang out with friends, of course. But make sure that that's something that you're proactively doing. You're not doing that because you have nothing better to do. Shem will help each and every one of us as we're... Uh, I, I have to thank Yitzi Grunwald for writing. What shear is this? Uh, oh, well, this is 
really number uh, whatever of, of the year. year. What is it? 20 of this year. 20 of this year already? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and last year, how many did we do? Meaning uh, before. So today, the, today is our 20th year, but it's really added. We'll start from Rosh Hashanah. Uh, yeah. So how many? Uh, from 20. 27 about? Yeah. So 147th. 27th. Oh, uh, no, what? This is the 147th shear of the year since last Rosh Hashanah. So God willing, I hope next year we'll have more than 147. And I hope not only in quantity, I hope in quality. I pray to you, Hashem, on behalf of all of us in this year, that I pray and I hope that next year not only will it be more than 147, but the quality will be better and better and stronger and stronger. You know why? Because our quality is going to be better and better. Every person, the shear is based on our quality. So if we make ourselves better, then the shear will be better. So I pray and hope on behalf of this at the Chavetz Chaim. I am proud to say, going into Rosh Hashanah, that we learn Hilchas uh, Lashon Hara every day, 147 times. We spoke about the Chavetz Chaim and not talking Lashon Hara and working on ourselves. That's what we want our life to be like. That's, that's what it's about. I'm proud of all of you, of all of us, for, for coming and, and trying and listening and contributing. And Hashem will help us, God willing, to continue to do this as long as He gives us the ability. Have a wonderful day.